Welcome to the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast. We help put social media to work for your church. Social media is your opportunity to engage your community all week long, reach new people, and start new conversations. Every week, we'll bring you a dose of practical, tactical, skill-building training as we talk to communicators, church leaders, and members of our team. Are you ready? Let's get to today's session. Hey everybody, Kenny Jang here for the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast. We're set up for another fantastic episode. Um, today, this afternoon, I've got a good friend, Brian Beaufort, here for ministrylibrary.com. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks, Ken. How are you doing? Hey, so um, this Church Lunch and Learn has been growing. It's been a fun project, and we're sharing it across the interwebs and on iTunes and Stitcher Radio now as a podcast. One of the things that people are using this for is actually learning, trying to develop their own skill sets. And, you know, at Church Butler, we do um, done-for-you church uh, digital marketing training, etc. Um, and leadership and delegation and building teams is part of them. I thought that bringing you on today would be really insightful and also introducing your resource to people. So let's just start there, if you would. Explain what your platform is all about, who you're trying to serve, and you know, what it offers. Yeah, so Ministry Library is a subscription service for pastors who want to become better leaders, um, and we divide that up into four main areas. So every month, we're releasing multiple um, what we call leadership workshops. Each workshop contains a 10 to 15-minute coaching video, and then a about an hour-long, 45-minute to an hour-long team application guide where you can take what that video teaches and help your team apply it. Um, if you've ever been around multiple churches, you know one thing is true is that every church is unique. So even though uh, in our videos, we don't try to be, um, here's the three things you need to do, one, two, three. Instead, we say, here's some principles. And then in our team application guide, we'll walk you through maybe 10 or 15 leading questions to where at the end, you and your team have a customized uh, kind of application system for whatever it is that we learned in the video together. It's something yeah. I've never seen done before. There's no other parallel resource out there that I've seen yet for leadership development within the church team framework. Um, yeah. Where'd you get the idea? Um, kind of multiple pivots of the business. Originally we started off just doing book summaries um, and offering, um, you know, we'd read a, a business book and then we'd create a five to 10 minute uh, kind of executive summary of it. And then, um, you know, we, we originally launched the business and we had a couple hundred pastors join. And after talking to some of them, we're like, how are you using the product? And they're like, actually, we, we thought they were just going to watch it themselves and learn and grow themselves. They said, what I'm doing is I'm showing it in my team meetings. I'm showing it to my staff. And then we're talking for an hour about how do we, how do we apply some of these principles? And so we're like, man, I really feel like that's where the value is then. Let's try to help them in that team meeting. Because um, we all know that, you know, uh, our teams are important and the strength of a leader, the health of a leader is the health of the organization. And so, especially in churches, we, we don't want to see, or at least, I see a lot of pastors being the bottleneck for ministry. Yeah. And so the way to get around that is to grow 
uh, more leaders because um, if there's more leaders that you can spread out meaningful ministry to, I think the church will grow. Yeah, I, I've never heard that before, pastor being the bottleneck. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's, let's talk about the actual topics. What topics or categories of subject matter do you guys cover in ministry library? Yeah, we focus on four main main categories. Um, leading yourself well. So this is time management, productivity, um, things like that. Leading others well. So team leadership, uh, delegation, staff meeting systems. Um, we did a, a, a video recently on the five levels of leadership by John Maxwell. Um, then the third area is developing others. So not just leading others well, but how do you actually develop others? because leaders can be grown. Um, leaders aren't born, I think leaders can be grown. So how do you actually develop others to become high level leaders? And then the fourth thing is developing systems. So leading yourself well, leading others well, developing others and developing systems. Yeah, and especially I think in the church communications corner of the building, building systems, empowering and leading others, I think is amazing. Now. How is that transferable? How, what, what do you see in, the, in terms of difference between um, developing leadership skills and subject matter here for your own staff versus volunteers? How do volunteers play into the picture from your perspective? What are you seeing in churches across the country? Um, like how, how is ministry library helping them or yeah. just in general? So we actually, um, we felt like there were already a lot of tools out there for helping um, volunteers. So if you look at um, uh, Ram Sharon wrote a book on leadership uh, pipeline, or there's a lot of things out there. The SBC came out with a huge conference on leadership pipeline. Uh, most of them go either four or five levels of leadership. You have a team member, a team leader, a coach, they call them different things, coaches, directors, staff pastors, lead pastor. We felt like there are a lot of things for volunteers and, and lower level team leaders that were very ministry specific. So how do we be a good greeter? How do we be, how do we implement a parking lot system? How do we do that? I felt like there were already resources out there for that. And every church is going to be so unique in that. So we really wanted to concentrate on those upper level leadership, specifically coaches. That's where the big gap is um, kind of that middle management. And in Ram, Ram Charan's book, he talks about that, that middle management layer is actually where a lot of organizations die because you can be a really good doer, but then being an executive is a total different skill set that no one trains you for. And going from a good doer to an executive, that coach level is where a lot of people fail. And so that's where we wanted to start our training is how do we train uh, a person to become a leader of leaders? Um, so that's kind of where we start. So we, we actually don't concentrate on um, area ministry specific we concentrate on that leader of leaders hello can you hear me now um let's see from your experience what are some of the core needs that are popular in terms of churches today? Um, what, what are the top three things? If, if I'm coming into a new position in, in terms of managing others or leading others, what are some of the, the first things that I need to be paying attention to in terms of making sure that uh, I have a healthy system, healthy team um, around me? 
Yeah, one of the best books I've ever read on this is called The, the Effective Executive. I have it on my desk right now. Um, but it, essentially, there's a couple of things that I think are going to make and break any new leader. One is communication with your team. You need to communicate more than you think you do. If, you're, if you think you're communicating enough, you need to go more because it's, it's not enough. And your team will thrive on uh, transparent communication. Um, and then the other thing is delegation. And it's not, not task dumping, but actually um, giving them the authority to make decisions um, and accountability to, you can either hold someone accountable to the process or you can hold them accountable to the outcome. So whatever one you want to hold them accountable to, if you've created a system, hold them accountable to the system. If the outcome is different, it's because you created the wrong system. Or you can hold them accountable to the outcome and let them create their own system. But some way of, of delegating meaningful tasks to them, not just these menial small things, but, but delegating meaningful ministry and then holding them accountable to one of those two things, either the process or the outcome. I like that. I like that. And I think it's really critical. Now, can we go back to the first issue that you brought up, communications? You need to over-communicate as a leader better beyond your comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. Um, what are the actual modes of communication that's appropriate? What does that mean? Does that mean I just need to hold more meetings, which I hope is not the right answer? <laughs> death by meeting is something we all dread. Um, is it more just lengthy emails? Is it what, – what is some some practical tips? Because I think – all of us are not as self-aware as we need to be in terms of how we best get the message across. Yeah, I do think meetings are important. I don't think that should be the only way. I think most meetings are a failure because you haven't set proper ground rules at the beginning. There's no technology allowed in the meeting. You're not bringing your phone. You're not bringing your computer. You're not checking emails. You're, you're fully engaged. The other thing is you need to keep them to less than 30 minutes. So if they're going longer than that, then something's wrong. Um, but either way, so meetings are one thing, but I think you can correct how well a meeting goes by setting some clear ground rules. No agenda, no attenda. If there's no, if there's no agenda, then no one's showing up. Um, but what I would do is switch up the modes of communication. So some people, and I actually ask this with my team, what's the best way for me to communicate with you? Some people, it's a text message. Other people hate text messaging. Don't ever text them because they'll never text you back. Other people are email. Some people, it's a quick phone call, um, just different things. Usually what I do is it, it will be some sort of combination of um, I'll have a team meeting and that will, um, you know, be somewhat abbreviated, short, we'll cover things. But we're ending the team meeting with clear action steps for everyone and due dates. So then what I'll do is the next day, I'll email those due dates out again, just as a reminder. And then, uh, so we have our team meeting on Tuesday. So on Wednesday, I'm sending out a reminder. On Thursday, I'm actually talking to them if they're in the office or calling them if they work remotely. And then Friday is the due date for everything that we do. Um, so holding them accountable to a timeline as well, but also switching up the modes of communication. Wow. So you're saying that you need to be contextual with even the mode for each person on your team. Isn't that a lot of work? And at the end of the day, aren't you the boss? Aren't you, shouldn't they be conforming to what you prefer? No, that, that doesn't work, man. You're just going to run them over. One of the things in, in, a, in the effective executive that um, is a really hard question, but if you're, if you're brave enough to ask it, it's going to change the way you lead. But one of the questions that he says that you should ask your people is you should email them out and ask them, 
what's one thing I'm doing that's wasting your time? Ooh. So when you what's email, one thing you're doing that I'm doing that's wasting your time? Yep. yep. You have to give them the freedom to be truthful. Yep. And then even with that, I would push back because sometimes their answers will be really superficial. And I'm like, no, if, if it was you, right? I email you, you email me back and say, oh, um, you know, our meetings last too long. And I was like, come on, Kenny, there's got to be something that I'm doing that you really think I'm just not doing it well. And it's a really, it's a real big waste of your time. Then you'll email me back and saying, um, you don't give me enough lead time on projects that I'm, that I'm working on. Like, okay, that's, that's something I can change. So sometimes it's, it's, yeah, the answers you'll get back are, are rough, but it's the only way to become a good leader. But one of those things that I, when I asked my team that was some people wanted like, Hey, I work remotely or Hey, I'm, I'm a, a stay at home mom. Like I'm not going to answer emails. Like emails are a waste of my time. She gets tons of promo emails from all these, you know, things that she signs up for, but she'll answer a text message like that. So just learning how each person communicates best because it's, it's on, it's our responsibility as the leader to lead them how they want to be led. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess let's flip the table just a little bit. Um, I know that a lot of church communicators and we hear this in some of the uh, more closed groups that are just filled with church communicators. It's just the frustrations about how to manage up that the book doesn't start with them, doesn't stop with them. Um, they are not the decision makers um, all the times and that they're, you know, they need to follow someone else's commands and orders. Um, what are some suggestions you might have as best practices or are there any books or resources that you've come across that help people understand better ways to manage up or manage sideways? Yeah. So that's a real big struggle that we've had a lot of pastors ask us about. And honestly, I, don't, I haven't come across a book that's that specific on something. Um, there's a book that I read called Leading from the Second Chair, but it, it wasn't really that helpful. It was a lot of like, you should pray for the leader. You should, there wasn't much practical in what to do. Um, I know with some of the experience from me and other people that I've talked to, um, sometimes uh, offering, some, uh, offering some sort of value like hey, as a staff, can we read this book? Now, you know that that book talks about something that the pastor struggles with, but as a team, we can read it and hopefully get better on something. Or, um, you know, one of the things uh, is, I think, leading by example, too. So if, if you start leading in a certain way, I think they'll see that. Hopefully, they'll see that. If they're, you know, self-aware enough, they'll see that, man, Kenny's really, his team is really functioning well well, why are they doing that? Oh, they're doing X, Y, and Z. Well, maybe we should start doing that as a, as a higher up team. Yeah. So you said be, becoming a champion for best practices and model it for other people in the organization. Yeah. And I, I guess maybe uh, you're talking about books like um, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or there was a really good one. I don't know if I have it here. Um, but there's a book called Turn the Ship Around. And uh, it, man, that is a, that is a manual for, for leaders who don't know what they're doing. Um, and that, I think if you read that as a staff, you, it's all about leaders who are, uh, he, he walks in, have you heard of the book before? Yeah, I haven't yeah. read it, but I heard of the book before. 
yeah, so he, this is Navy captain that trained for a year to go to this like highly specialized submarine. And like a day before graduation, he gets moved to the worst performing submarine in the whole fleet. And so he gets there and he doesn't know how the ship works. He doesn't know anything about it. And so he takes the ship out and he's going to, you know, do this test with his crew. And he tells the XO, um, you know, the second in command, he tells him all ahead, two thirds. The XO tells the navigation guy or the propulsion guy, whatever it is, all ahead, two thirds. And this 18 year old kid who's supposed to, you know, make the ship go faster just doesn't do anything. So the captain's like, okay. So he gives the order again. The XO gives the order again doesn't do anything. He walks up to this 18 year old kid and says, why, why aren't you doing this? And he's like, well, this ship doesn't have a two thirds speed. So everyone in the, in the, in the ship knew that this leader was incompetent. Like, how do I, I don't even know what the different speeds are for this boat. So then he goes to his XO and he said, did you know that this boat didn't have a two thirds? And he was like, yes. Well, why did you give the order? He goes, cause you gave me the order. And he said, so from that moment he had to switch. And instead of giving orders, he had to ask people for what they thought. And he gives this whole uh, leadership ladder of um, things to do when how you, how you should lead when you don't know all the answers. So I think if you, if you have second guesses about the boss above you, if you read that book as a, as a group, I think uh, it would shine light on a lot of, of things that you could work on as a team. That's a great book. I'm, I'm going to pick it up on Amazon today. It sounds very interesting. Yeah, um, I, think, I think he has a TED Talk too that, goes through most of the book but pretty cool so um last thoughts on where you think leadership is going in our churches today because the the nature of the game is changing in many churches now 55 percent of churches are still 100 or less so you got the solo pastor maybe a church secretary maybe the associate pastor volunteers etc but then there is this growth of team-based ministry multi-sites etc that are happening on the other end of the spectrum um, leadership is not taught in seminaries per se. Um, where do you think it's headed in terms of its place on, um, in terms of responsibility in a, a church's staff? Is it, is it just every leader's responsibility? Is it the executive pastor's responsibility, the lead pastor's responsibility? Who's, who's championing leadership developments um, across your staff teams or where, where do you see that going? Yeah, I think I agree with you. I, I went to Bible college um, and they didn't teach a single thing on how to lead others. They taught me how to be a really good doer of ministry. They didn't teach me anything about how to equip and lead people. Um, and so, yeah, and, and our church, um, I'm the XP at our church now, and we were stuck under 100 for almost five years, four years Um but I think it has to be the lead pastor. The lead pastor has to have the vision for leadership development. If it doesn't come from the top, then it, you, you, can't, you can't delegate leadership development. Um, now, you might be able to delegate it to an XP or something after you've cast the vision and you've been doing it. But I think to start off, it has to be uh, the, lead pastor's, the lead pastor's thing. And he has to be passionate about it. If he's not learning and growing himself, you can't expect anyone that he leads to learn and grow themselves. You can only lead people to where, to where you're going. And if you're not going anywhere, no one's going anywhere. Right, right. So I think, it, I think it has to come from the pastor. Nice. Um, now for your final resource, um, can you share a little bit about maybe the top couple of, what's the most popular resources that 
people have actually consumed and, and used in their churches, just to get a sense of the type of offerings that you guys have? Yeah, uh, one, of the, one of the most popular ones we have is on how to develop a leadership pipeline. So that goes through the whole um, four or five levels of leadership, competencies for each one. So um, that goes through there, and it, it's a whiteboard session, so they're, they're writing, writing on the whiteboard and going through everything. But then the team application guide, that one, that really is, um, that's a video that you could watch at the beginning of the month, and you wouldn't have the team application guide done for another month or two. It's just so deep and so rich on things that you should be looking for, the verbiage of how you word certain competencies, uh, what the major transition points is to each level of leadership. Like it go, it's pretty deep. Um, that's by far probably our most popular one. Um, other ones are, yeah, delegation, um, effective ministry, um, uh, volunteer management, how to make sure that your volunteers are happy. Um, you know, if, if you talk about word of mouth, um, the biggest source of volunteers in your church is your current volunteers friends so if they're not inviting their friends it's because they're not having a good experience so going through and evaluating um things like that so those are probably our top ones incredible that's awesome well i hope everyone here gets a chance to check out ministrylibrary.com um brian so so much thankful for you spending time with us today um if someone is listening today wants to you know follow up with you directly what's the best way uh to do that could you give us some um, yeah, just Brian ways to access you online. Yeah. Brian at ministrylibrary.com is my email. B R I A N. Um, and then we're on Twitter at ministry library. We're on Facebook at ministry library, Instagram ministry library. Um, so e either one of those things. Awesome. Thank you so much today. And everybody here again, please check this out. I, I wholeheartedly uh, recommend this resource for churches of all sizes, either if, if you're consuming it by yourself or with a team, um, this is just a fantastic, unique resource that's being made available to you here today, and you should really check it out. Thank you so much for joining us for the Lunch and Learn today, and do me a favor, just um, drop a comment below, or do me an even bigger favor, leave some feedback on iTunes, and let us know what other topics and people that you'd like to have interviewed here as part of our podcast series. We're doing this thing together as we lunch and learn. I'm Kenny Jang. Thank you so much for listening today here at Church Butler. If you enjoyed today's session, please help us share resources like today's Lunch and Learn with more church communicators across the country. The best way for you to help is to thumb up this episode and leave some feedback on iTunes. It really makes a difference. And for more information on our online training platform and done-for-you social media graphic services, visit our website, at www.butler.church.